0: Five o'clock in Pirate Country and ninety four three. The game is gonna get you home with the P Man. In
1: five, four, three, two, one.
0: Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety four three. The game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
2: It's the get you to the weekend Friday edition. P.J. show. Delbert. All right, little Delbert, the weekend song, if you know, you know. Fresh edition, live edition. Do it live. That's right. Do it live. Do it live. Do it live. Do it, do it live. Do it live. Uh-huh. We'll do it live edition of the Patrick Johnson Show here on a Friday. Get you to the weekend. This week has been the longest month ever, hasn't it? The uh, rep, Philip Pilkington, producing the show today. Um, big news this afternoon. By the way, we'll have pirate basketball. We're going to talk about it. Cy Seymour, my uh, colleague on the ESPN Plus uh, telecasts, video videocasts, whatever you want to call them, streams. He'll be on with me uh, in a little bit. Uh, and Mick Mixon, the outgoing voice of the Panthers. Final game for Mick on Sunday. He gets to call the Panthers and Buccaneers, which I don't know if that's a reward, but you get to see Brady, I guess, in his last game. And uh, the big news today, Tyler Sneed going to forego his remaining eligibility at ECU and head to the NFL draft. That is the lead today in our pirate report.
0: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94 3, the game. Do
2: it live. Indeed. All right, so Tyler Steed today on Twitter about uh, two hours, 15 minutes ago, tweeting the last couple of weeks have been difficult as I've considered my future through much prayer and guidance. I've decided to pursue my lifelong goal of playing in the NFL. I have known, I i know I have a hard road ahead, but I'm willing to put that, let me read this whole sentence again. I know I have a hard road ahead, but I am willing to put all that I have into getting a chance to realize my dream. My faith has always provided me with an anchor through the highs and lows of my journey. Uh, I have a large extended family that has believed in me since the day I started playing football. I have attended almost every football game home or they have attended almost every football game home or away. Their love and support mean the world to me. And I have always tried to make them proud on and off the field. Since a young age, my mom told me that you can't measure heart. Uh, finishes by saying, and again, this statement reads in part, I want to thank all of my coaches throughout the years. Who have given me a chance and helped develop me into the player I am today. My teammates who have been through, been there through everything. You are my brothers for life, and I love you all more than you know. Finally, to Pirate Nation, who brought me in with open arms, supported me, cheered me, and made me feel at home. So that is uh, part of the statement. Four years in Greenville, maybe not yet a, a grad student. Maybe that may have had something to do with the choice. I mean, I think a good student, don't get me wrong. And uh, you and I were uh, kind of uh, kicking this around a little earlier, uh, Ref, and that was he played in just four games his freshman year, which would have been 2018, correct? Yep, correct. Which means that he would have uh, theoretically been able to redshirt or call that a redshirt year technically, and that he would have had uh, a couple uh, more years of eligibility with the COVID year and, and a redshirt year, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, here he is. Now, it seemed like there were a lot of people that thought he did not have that that Sterling a year. But he had more catches than he's had at any point in his career. He had the most yards he's had at any point in his career. And of the last three, he averaged more yards per reception. Now, he got four touchdowns receiving this year. One thing that Tyler Snead also did is he threw for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the returns were not he was kind of bottled up on returns, especially compared to previous seasons. You know, he had a couple kickoff returns in his career. Uh, and just uh you know, he made second team all AAC. He, is it safe to say he started a little slow this season, Phillip? Is that is that safe? I mean, I know he had the spectacular, you know, plays where he was throwing the football for scores and all that. But it seemed like he got better as the year went on and as the offense got better and his Ailers got better. Is that, is that a, am I, am I misremembering
3: all that? No, I agree to a, to a T. Yeah. The offense as a whole got better and he got better with it.
2: He got better. So, I mean, the chicken or the egg there. So, look, somebody said this to me this afternoon. I think this is true. What else does he have to prove? Does he have a chance to make it? Well, he's got a chance. Physically, you would say the odds are stacked against him because he's 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, and what, 160, 170, 180 pounds maybe? If that. But he's productive. He's quick. He is frustrating to defenses. He puts in a lot of effort. Uh, I had somebody... Make the statement that you know is this sort of like a Blake Prole situation? It's better than Prole, I think. He's a more talented player than Prole is. So we'll see. I look, and then what does this do for next year for for ECU's team? Because Sneed was kind of being counted on. There's no real indication that this was going to be a definite. And I'll say this: I don't think it's going to be the last. I mean, we've heard some rumblings of some other guys that are going to be declaring. For the NFL draft that still have eligibility, particularly on the defensive side. I could certainly see that. But I, to me, I guess Tyler Snead, it really had come down to what else did he have to prove? And that's the big uh, the big thing here. What else did he have to prove? So we wish Tyler best of luck. You know, we talked to Blake Prohl shortly last year after he made the announcement. We'll try to get Tyler on and talk to him about that hopefully next week. Did a great job here. Now, look, if he had been back, I think the Pirates, you could have said for sure, are going to have to be uh, a team to, to pick to win the championship or contend for the championship uh, next year in the American. But, you know, he's going back now. There's there's a few things out there with Audio Matosho. It's been bandied about, at least it was a month ago. I don't think that was going to work out. Nobody was counting on that happening, but there was a loophole that would have given Omatosho a, a, uh, an extra year. But let's just say that that doesn't happen. And it, and it again, I've indicated likely not to, but it depends on what the NCAA is doing. They've been very gracious with handing out extra years here. You're down two of your top receivers from this year and puts a lot of pressure on C.J. Johnson, who has been kind of underwhelming the last couple of seasons, although he also got better as the year went on. But it does put a lot of pressure on C.J. Wilson, or excuse me, C.J. Johnson. Puts a lot of pressure on uh, guys that uh, have not had to, to be huge play guys. But you could always count on Snead to make something happen, and he had versatility to do many things with uh, with him. But if you got him the football, something good was going to happen so that's uh more discussion for another time uh pirate basketball on the road tomorrow first true road game of the year they're going to be heading to temple to take on the owls this is joe dooley with the scouting report of temple
3: well the young guys are playing really well i mean I, i know they've you know battles out for the year uh forrester didn't play the other night i don't know whether he played or not tonight so i'll get back. It's already on. They've already put that game on my computer, so not, when we leave here, we'll go up and watch us, and then we'll watch those guys and uh, prepare for Temple tomorrow afternoon. Yep, that'll
2: be uh, at 2 o'clock, 1.30 airtime here on 94.3 The Game, and the flagship of the Pirates uh, as well, 107.9 WNCT. So uh, we'll have basketball coverage for you from snowy Philadelphia tomorrow. ECU and the temple owls owls coming off a win against UCF on Wednesday pirates won in overtime over Tulane at home and again it's their first road trip of the year Uh, if we have time we'll maybe get to some more cuts but uh that is uh what uh we kind of have time for here because we've got uh, the one and only uh Cy Seymour coming up uh just a quick mention here on a couple of things Uh, High school basketball, Rosa Conley slated to play tonight. Girls game at 6 o'clock. The boys are scheduled for 7.30. High school hoops, uh, games that have been canceled. Kinston and South Lenore and Jones Sr. and Beargrass. The reason, well, it's COVID-related, but it's because of a referee shortage. Not enough officials to go around. So, uh, ref, you know this because you've officiated. It's fewer and fewer guys are refereeing. It's harder and harder to find people to referee especially young
3: guys, right? Oh, for sure. Most of the guys who are doing it have been in it for 30 years.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you don't have a whole lot of young guys out there officiating now. And then you add to this uh, people that maybe are not feeling well or have tested positive for COVID, that creates a real problem. Another thing going on tomorrow uh, is the 252-919 Winter Classic in Washington at Washington High School. BigsportsTV.com is going to be uh there putting it on. Uh that is a pay situation, but uh it's not outrageous or anything. Our guy, Philip the ref Pilkington, will be calling uh, a couple of games. West Carteret and Trinity Academy at 230, and then at four, Washington and Wayne Prep. They actually had eight games scheduled, but they've had a few teams pull out because of COVID protocols. So everything gets started there tomorrow at 1130 with Henderson Collegiate and Heritage then Hertford County in Cleveland. We mentioned the games that the ref's doing with host Washington playing at four, Greenfield and Apex Friendship at 530, and then at seven, it's Farmville and Millbrook. I mean, those are some big-time games right there. So uh, some other guys that we've worked with over the years that have come through our halls are also going to be over there. But uh, check that out, BigSportsTV.com, if you don't want to make it out to Washington tomorrow for – a day full of basketball. Frankly, eight games is a lot, especially when they're allotting just ninety minutes for the games. This is a more palatable schedule, and you're more likely to kind of stay on schedule, I think. Uh, and uh, one other note on Pirate basketball: it's our understanding that uh, the three guys who missed the other night—Zo Frank, uh, Luigi Debo, and uh, Marlon Leston—are all going to be back and available for the Pirates, and are on the trip to Temple. So that's. Uh, a little bit of breaking news for you on Pirate Basketball. Those three are expected back tomorrow, so Dooley will have his full uh, rotation, which is a good thing. We'll break. We'll come back. We'll get Cy Seymour to break it down, and this will be uh, what we'll have for you on the other side of this break on the Patrick Johnson Show. Get you to the weekend edition here on a Friday
0: miss a moment remember there will be a test you can log on to the brand new 94.3 thegamecom for the podcast of the pj show plus what's going on with sports in Pitt county and around the globe and the latest on the ecu pirates log on today to the brand new 94.3 thegamecom you
1: are dismissed in the army national guard family means everything
4: our parents they're really supportive that all five of us would join I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house.
1: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Chico's Mexican restaurant is the home of the best margaritas. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Tuesday for the Gulf of Mexico. A huge 46 ounce lime margarita for only $6.99. On Thursdays, relax and enjoy half price pictures of Chico's house margaritas. Choose from lime, strawberry, blood, orange, raspberry, or peach. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. WorldCat, the world's largest
0: powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top-quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. Experienced craftsmen and anyone that enjoys hands-on projects and those with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers.
4: Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville Contact Center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. Don't miss this life-changing opportunity. Victra is holding an on-site hiring event on Saturday, January 8th. Go to pit-jobs.com for details about the hiring event this Saturday. That's pit-jobs.com.
0: Pirate basketball lives right here. right here. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shush! Sh- sh- on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the
2: game. Pirate basketball coming your way tomorrow. You'll hear it here on 94-3, the game. And. 107.9 WNCT, the flagship stations of the ECU Pirates. Jeff Charles, Michael Perry on the call. Cy Seymour doesn't miss those snowy trips to Philadelphia. He's a big, he's big TV star now, folks. Uh, the great Cy Seymour is on the phone with us. ESPN Plus, college basketball analyst. So, I, I don't know about you. Well, first of all, great to great to talk to you. Always good. Always good to talk to you, Patrick. I don't know about you, but I'm still having people even today coming up to me or texting me or when I talk to them on the phone talking about the game the other night. And I actually have had a couple people say, including Brian Mull yesterday, who watches a ton of college basketball, that's one of the best games of the season. And I've had some other well, people say it.
1: I felt that way. I, I, I felt that way the entire game. When you're watching it and teams are playing that on that high level and you happen to be a part of it and we were fortunate enough to watch it, I, I felt bad. I, I was so glad we were on Plus. I was glad Joe uh, Jeff was on radio because the fans did not get to see that ball game. It's just a real treat. I mean, and it came down to possessions, one or two possessions. It was a beautiful basketball team and both teams, played at a high level it's a
2: treat well I thought it was uh probably it was was a good game anyway but the end was probably some of the best you know and and, I thought I thought Hayes Permar said it really well on on statewide radio yesterday it wasn't a game where people were you know just barely getting across the finish line I mean there were there were plays being made Uh, buckets were being answered by each team so that's just it was just really fun basketball High pressure bucket. Uh, the, 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 even uh, Jeff, who's seen a million games, Jeff
1: Charles says that may be the best individual performance. And he was talking about Tremont. I mean, Tristan Newton's performance that I've seen in Benji, and look—he's done it forever. And I did it for 23, 24 years. I don't recall of any any one like that. Except Akeem had good games, but these were pressure shots all near the end. And he just kept hitting them from downtown. I mean, guarded—it's unbelievable.
2: By Tristan Newton. Uh one th- performance, and because I mean I've you know been following this for a while, it seemed like George Evans had a big game for Mason one time, like was hitting unbelievable shots against ECU. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. That was I mean, but that was you know more than a generation ago or almost. Right. He was a man. I'll tell you, he was a yeah. man. He was older
1: than everybody, and he'd been in the service, and he was a man. I mean, he was a player. You're yeah. right.
2: But I remember him having a big game, if I recall correctly. Same, same thing, was just knocking down shots, and that was kind of the yeah. kind of the deal. All right, Cy Seymour's with his Pirates on the road at Temple tomorrow. Uh, and from what we understand, the three that were unavailable the other night looks like they will be available for this game. So that just gives the Pirates some added depth up front. Now, the concern is, especially with Zoe, Frank is his conditioning. But if you've got Brandon Johnson playing at the level he was the other night, that allows Joe Dooley to have some options on the interior.
1: Yeah. How about Brandon Johnson speaking of that as a freshman? I mean, that's that's crazy how – when you look at the potential for the, th- this program, look at Brandon Johnson, Winston Tabs will be back, R.J. Felton, look at look at the talent. And, and you're right, he played great. But you've got to have more uh, during this season. And hopefully, you know, all these things we're saying are day to day. Right now, it looks like you might have the entire travel team, but you don't, maybe one. They're saying there might be one, two out. But it looks as though they could have uh, most of their team on this trip. But who knows? You got to just play it by ear and hope that they're all there because it's changing day to day. And this is the the height. They think we're hitting the peak uh, of this virus within now and the next two weeks.
2: Uh, Temple basketball and uh, the uh, Pirates to take on the uh, Temple Owls. That's coming up uh, tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. They beat uh, UCF the other night. Uh, yeah. After uh, after losing to them badly at home back in mid-December, I mean badly, uh, they come back and get a win on the road. They played Houston tough last Sunday. Uh, So this looks like a Temple team that has gotten better after they had their own uh, situation where a couple of games were postponed, including, well, really big five games were postponed against uh, teams from up there in Philly due to COVID.
1: Well, yeah, and and, and make no bones, their history is unbelievable. I mean, they're one of the top five winningest teams ever in college basketball. Uh, You know, we'll call out the Kentuckys and we'll call out the Dukes and we'll call out the North Carolinas and we'll call out the Kansas. And then you look who's right next to them. It's it's couple. They, they're they used to winning up there. They they get good players from the city. They're always well coached. Uh, this goes back forever. I mean, you can start with our generation with Don Chaney. Uh, John Ch- Chaney. But uh, you can also – now you're looking at just change it. The next guys that came along, they're all the same great coaches. And so – and right now, uh, you know, they've got Dunn, who's a, just a tremendous player. And for uh, – and, and they're solid they're just good they're a good solid basketball team You've against them in the last few years they played well against this ball club but never kid yourself when you go up there to play it's a tough game to win and you better believe you better bring it all uh, in any game but it, it, temple's just tough up there
2: well and the thing is this they lost the kid battle he's been out i believe right. done for the year so i mean they're having to Figure, the guys are having to adjust their roles yeah. uh, and and figure out what they're going to do. Damian Dunn, you mentioned, that's it's, uh, it's local product. Uh, right. But then you got uh, the kid, White, Jaleel White, for them the other night, steps up and right. uh, has not been averaging a whole lot of points. Missed last year with uh, some knee issues, uh, or had some knee issues, I should say, in the offseason, and it looks like he's finally starting to kind of find his uh, – his footing, you know, after, after, uh, you know, the knee issues of last year.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how it all works. I mean, uh, you know, when you look up, uh, Nick Jordan is, is doing a good job on the offensive glass for them. Forrester does a good job on the glass. Uh, this is a ball club that, that you're right. They're having the mix just like most teams. I mean, you look up and somebody turns an ankle, somebody gets uh, COVID and, you're changing your lineups constantly. The team's are really well. they say it takes a little bit of luck to win it, it means you stay healthy and you avoid injuries and everybody's up. I mean, it, 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 and it's hard to do that. It's really, it's very difficult. But this Temple team is talented and well coached.
2: All right. We'll get more on the uh, Pirates matchup against the Owls. I want to talk some more uh, around the American. And uh, there's been some interesting results so far. Uh, Cincinnati with a bounce back the other night. So, uh, Cy, when you look around the AAC, give me your impressions now. A couple weeks in the conference play, we know a lot of people haven't played, and, and no surprise, uh, Houston is two and zero.
1: Houston's two and zero, and I think that's amazing to me. Uh, in that uh, you lose two great players, uh, you know, when you lose your point guard one, Sasher, who's one of the best, and then one of your top recruits, but never forget. Uh, you know, they've got other players, and they're, they're stepping up and doing what they need to do. We all know, Carl, how good he is. So guess what he, do, he does? He gets a little bit better for this team. He's seven feet. He can get it done inside. And, and 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 listen, they have a program. It's not just a year. One of the great coaches, Kelvin Sampson, that ball club, they buy into what he does. They, uh, this is just a really good ball club and, and fun to watch. Uh, and I'm not surprised they're there. I am surprised that you know when you look at it, it is so balanced after that. I really thought Memphis, and they're showing it, but Memphis is a team that can be right there with Houston. Then the rest of these teams Cincinnati, I mean, they get the big win the other night, UCF loses two in a row after beating after beating a Michigan team by 14, you know then they lose two straight conference games, one of them at home. You know, so that's what you're dealing with here. I mean, you know, the SMU gets them, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me. Yeah, SMU gets them by 12. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's the way the year is so far. You can't tell. And then SMU, you say, okay, they're playing really well. Then what happens? They yeah. go to Cincinnati and get crushed. Yeah, that's It's, it's going to be a topsy-turvy year uh, with really good teams, and they're all solid, and you better bring your best game. I mean, like you're talking about, Temple beat UCF. And you said, well, Michigan they're going to be second place. And I said, in this league, preseason, you know, they were picked fifth six or sixth. I mean, that's just the way this conference is. I said, don't let anybody kid you. In fact, they're picked sixth. And, they and they beat Michigan by 14. I don't pe- think people understand how good this league is. And every night out. Uh, you can't tell. and I you know Trump's struggling right now, but Frank Hayes is a good coach, and he doesn't lose. He he didn't in Miami, he didn't in Missouri, and he doesn't here. He'll he'll have his team playing well. It's it's a it's a really good league of really good coaches that you better bring it every night. I'm just, it's,
2: it's, I've watched it too many years. It's just fun to watch. Sy Seymour, college basketball analyst for ESPN Plus, joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show that gets you to the weekend edition. Tulsa and UCF postponed. Uh, we've got uh, ECU at Temple tomorrow at 2. Airtime here on uh, 94.3, the game, in 107.9 WNCT is one thirty. Other games tomorrow in the American. Wichita State at Houston. That'll be on CBS at noon. So the 12th-ranked Cougars will take on Wichita State at home. Wichita State uh, still smarting from that uh, loss to Memphis at home a week ago. Uh, We'll see Tulane on ESPNU tomorrow in South Florida. And then on Sunday, a game that's going to be on ABC at 3.30, Cincinnati at Memphis. Speaking of the Memphis Tigers, they will be uh, in Greenville a week from tomorrow to play the uh, Pirates at 4 o'clock. That's at least what the schedule reads now. So, uh, Si, you've looked around the uh, league. Those are some interesting matchups, and I think it speaks to what you're saying. There's never a night off. And uh, even tomorrow, even though they're at home, uh, you know Wichita going to give Houston everything they can handle.
1: That'll be a war. And, and and again, it goes back to what you're saying. CBS is covering that. Why? I mean, really, really. I mean and 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 like you said on Sunday, ABC has Cincinnati and Memphis.
0: Really high level, hot, teams.
1: And ECU right there with them. If if, if if ECU is hot, they can beat anybody in this conference. But those teams that you're looking at. When you look at how they maxed it up in, in tier one, Houston and Memphis were in the top tier, and then Wichita State, Cincinnati, SMU, and then UCF. That, that's the second tier, and then you go down two more tiers. That's where it is. And if you're ECU, you're picked at the bottom tier, but now you've already gotten a win against Tulane, and if you get some more wins, all of a sudden you get bumping up in the tiers, and you've got a shot. But right now, it is it is it is heavy at the top, but. Everyone's, everyone is vulnerable. Everyone can be beaten. Uh, and Joe Dooley's got his team playing extremely well. I wish he could have had tabs. He probably would have t- t- changed his team anymore, even more. Right. But what he's done and what they're doing, they're still dangerous.
2: You know, uh, when we talked to Ron Hunter in our production meetings this week, and we have him with these coaches for the TV and all that, uh, Ron Hunter talked about he thinks since he's joined the league now in his third year that the bottom – has uh, gotten has gotten better. Those teams that were at the bottom when he arrived, his team included, have all gotten better.
1: That's what you like. If you're a, a, a Mike Oresco or you're an athletic director, are your teams heading up or are you bringing everyone else down? And what is really helping in this league, everybody has good coaches and everybody is moving up. The level at the top is up. The level at the bottom is up. There, is, there are no days off. And I think if you, if you love basketball, that's what you like to see. It's a very really good point. You know, one of the stats I looked at in this thing, ECU is averaging their number one in the league at 16. And, and on uh, Ken Palm, they're 11th in the country, at 69%. In other words, of their basket, 69% are assist-oriented. 69% you get an assist with the bucket. And, and that's, a, that's a sign of a good team that moves the ball well, that does things really good uh, when they're playing. And, and, and you know, I think the teams behind them in our league are Memphis and Houston. ECU's leading it. They know how to pass it in the paint. Uh, the other night and then against that zone, you know, ECU brings in a sub that hadn't played all year, and he does a great job of short passes in the paint. Mosher, what yeah. a great job he did pass it.
2: And uh, the Pirates assisted on 16 of their 17 first-half field goals. I don't recall what they finished up with the other night in that tally. But, you know, ECU's at the top of the American in a couple of uh, areas. Uh, that one you mentioned, but they're one of two teams without a conference loss right now. Now, yes, they've only played one game. Right. But I'm going to bask in that. I don't know if you are, but I'm going to bask in oh, that. Oh, I'm basking in it. I'm, you know, I, you know, I, there's no doubt about
1: it. You take you take everything you can get and hope you can do a, a little bit better job. And, and, and on the assist, assist ratio, like you're talking about, you know, ECU just had a big-time night. I mean, did a great job and, and did the things they, they needed to do. Uh, and so when you look at ECU, their assist ratio is crazy. That means they can pass it and get it to people. And, and they're doing a lot of good things. And if they get a full team, you just get better. Uh, Joe Dooley's teams always get better. Their problem is between COVID last year and this year COVID, and uh, you lose a guy that you really wanted at the beginning of the year, that, that kind of hurts you. And really, you thought you were going to get a tag. You know, you kept saying he'll play this game, play this game. And then the, finally the ruling comes out, he's got to have another operation. Yeah. And so – or he's, he's the other knee's weak. Yeah. And, and what does Joe do? He he just keeps doing that pitch. He keeps working hard and uh, has his team playing well, and his kids are stepping up. Uh, And so you got to be happy, and the Temple game will be a hard game. It's on the road. But, you know, this ECU team is getting better and better.
2: All right, we got uh, Cy Seymour here. Cy, let's get uh, some of the keys to a Pirate victory tomorrow, in your mind, as they get set to – Take on Temple in Philadelphia.
1: Well, I think uh, first of all you're on the road. You're you're in uncharted territory for these young groups. They they've not played a road game. So you have to try and stay with them early and settle on in. Now the game against Tulane showed you how good you have to play every night out. So the first thing is they've not been in, in hostile territory. Then with that, you got to keep the turnover is limited, and they can do that. They, they are very good at, at uh, defending and doing the things. Uh, they don't turn it over very much, and, you have, and, and, and they have to defend, and, and Joe Dooley's teams defend really well. Now, here's the other part, and we've talked about it, Todd. But, Patrick, it comes down to a couple of threes that you make and a couple of threes they miss. These games are down to probably under five points. Can you knock down your free throws? Can you, can you knock down that big three? Uh, can you get that rebound? Can somebody step up? And, and the other night, Tristan Newton stepped up, and he's been doing that. So you know ECU has a go-to guy, and they do too. The teams you're playing know it, but he's six foot five and can drill, deliver it and, and shoot in the paint or anywhere. ECU has a lot of nice stuff to get him so that he could go downhill. They were setting staggered screens like crazy, so that he could get to the right side. Remember the two point bucket he made na- made near the end of regulation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ECU was down. Mm-hmm. It was all set up. That was not luck. He he was set up to get to the hoop, and they set screens like crazy. He makes it, and then you hit it. Then he hits the three at the buzzer to tie. It. I mean, everything was really orchestrated. It was a heck of a coaching job uh, by Joe Dooley and his staff. But you know, you're going to you're going into a tough place. Can they continue? To step up and play big, and these kids are—they've been that. They've been tough all year long. There's not been bad contests with ECU. They've been consistently strong. Uh, can you win on the road?
2: Dooley said it the other night. Their losses, three of them, have come against teams that are seeded, projected seeds in the NCAA tournament. So that's right. that just tells that's, you where uh, where the, I think it was 8, 11, and fourteen. So
1: yeah, all right. right. The, and I know this is—I know it's out of out of whack. Right, but
2: when ECU lost to Davidson at that time in
1: the net, they were nine in the country. But it's early, I and mean, then you, you, they're not going to stay at nine. But that's how well they play, and well, that's how well they're looked at.
2: Look, that guy's got six hundred some odd wins. He, he didn't luck into <laughs> six hundred wins. I mean, it's just sort of you know. He's great,
1: oh, he's a great coach over there. Trust me, and 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 uh, so. What we have to do, Patrick, we saw it the other night. We can enjoy it. People need to really watch these things, play. Cy, si, thanks. Mean, this, oh, go ahead. I'm just saying it's a lot of fun. It's it's nerve-wracking because you want to win it, but it's a lot of fun. Hey, Cy, si, thanks a lot.
2: Good to talk to you. Enjoy the weekend. You too, Patrick. Great job, man. Enjoy the work. We'll see you next week. It was really sad to see yesterday that the QVC facility that caught fire last month uh, does not plan to reopen. And that's close to 2,000 jobs that uh, are lost here at Eastern North Carolina. So if you're looking for a job, maybe you worked over there or maybe you're just sick of the career you're in, an amazing company has selected Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center, Victra. It's the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville Contact Center is, well, it's just growing rapidly, leaps and bounds. Victra is now hiring multiple positions. They're consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care. They have an operations support. And look, this is a company that not only, like many out there, are hiring, but they recognize the value of valuable employees. And so they've got tremendous benefits, which include commission potential. It includes uh, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision. Paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill. Who wouldn't like that? And access to wages prior to payday. they also have a matching 401k program, and that is very rare uh, in society now. But that's just the kind of company that Victor is. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers can earn, get this, anywhere from 25 to 28 bucks an hour. Wow. Wow. So don't miss what could be a life-changing opportunity. Maybe you know somebody that is going to have their job terminated by QVC after that tragedy, or or maybe you know of uh, someone that's looking a job or just just needs a career change. Victor is going to be holding a site hiring event tomorrow. Going to give you the website you need to go to right now. Still time to sign up for it. Go to pit-jobs.com. That's pit is in Pitt County-jobs.com for details about the hiring event that's taking place tomorrow for Victra. That's pit-jobs.com. Mick Mixon still to come. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Get you to the weekend edition.
3: Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. In local sports news, North Lenore head coach Brad Rhodes has stepped... Head football coach, sorry, Brad Rhodes has stepped down. In local high school basketball, Conley heads to Rhodes tonight. Varsity girls start at 6, boys to follow. Game should start at roughly 7.30. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys have clinched the NFC East but are still fighting to better their seed. However, they will have to do it without Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown as they face off against the Eagles this weekend. The Ravens need a lot to happen to make the playoffs in the AFC and they will have to do it without Lamar Jackson this weekend against Pittsburgh. And the Bucks OC Byron Lefwich will interview for the Jags' head coaching job. On to Major League Baseball, Eric Chavez has opted out as being the Mets' hitting coach just a few weeks after being hired. To college football, Kansas State promotes Colin Klein to be their offensive coordinator, and Pirate slot receiver, kick and punt returner Tyler Sneed will enter the NFL Draft. Staying in college sports, Murray State has accepted an invite to the Missouri Valley Conference. They are currently in the Ohio Valley Conference. Tonight, the Canes take on Calgary at home at 7 o'clock. And right now, the Tournament of Champions is going on on the PGA Tour. Currently, Cameron Smith is your leader. He is set to tee off in about five minutes. Also in his group is second place in the tournament. Daniel Berger, a few other players are currently tied for second place is Seamus Power. Hideki Matsuyama, world's number one John Rahm, and Patrick Cantlay. Lefty's having quite the round today. He is currently four under through nine to put him at six under in the tournament and only two strokes back from Smith. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports update. After this timeout, Mix Mixon joins the P-Man.
0: season get the latest on the carolina panthers as jim zoki from the panthers radio network joins the p-man bring on the good stuff universe this and every monday right here on 94.3 the game the flagship station for the ecu pirates Attention duck hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, just outside of Greenville, is the premier shop for all your duck hunting supplies and is Eastern North Carolina's newest Benelli, Stoger, and Franchi shotgun dealer. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries the most sought-after duck loads, such as Kent Fast Steel 2.0, Heavy Steel and Heavy Metal, Federal Black Cloud, Remington Nitro Steel and Hypersonic,
3: Winchester Blindside and Royal Blue Steel, and Chokes by Patternmaster and Carlson. They also carry Green Headgear Decoys by avery mojo motorized decoys decoy
0: weights and cord avery blinds and real grass greenville marine has a great selection on banded waders clothing and much more everything you need for a successful duck hunt is all under one roof so why go anywhere else head to greenville marine outdoor shop just outside of greenville on marine drive beside greenville marine greenville marine outdoor shop is open monday
4: through friday 8 30 to 5 30 and saturday 8 30 to 12 30 Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color Salons are open and ready to serve you. We have taken steps to ensure your safety. Our locally owned and operated salons are ready to provide your next haircut. Color, highlights, facial wax, or hair treatments, please support your local salon by calling for an appointment today. Fantastic Sam's, affordable by design, caring by nature. Locations in Goldsburg, Kenston, Greenville, New Bern, Morehead City,
5: Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like.
0: (sighs) Back to the P Man. And that's powerful stuff. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety four three The Game.
2: All right, uh, Carolina Panthers will be back uh, in action final game of the regular season on Sunday. It'll also be the final game that the uh, venerable voice of the Panthers for many, many seasons, the great Mick Mixon, uh, his final broadcast. Going to retire to the farm in Alamance County. Had a chance earlier today on Talk of the Town on 96.3 and your home for Panthers football in the East. Talk 1037 WTIB. We had a chance on Talk of the Town to Catch up with Mick the Sporting. Here is uh, some of that interview with Henry Hinton, and yours truly, and the great Mick Mixon, who says he's ready to go.
6: Fantastic! I'm fired up. I'm um, honored to be on your show. Hard to get on your show. You got to retire or do something splashy to get on your show. <laughs> Not that my retirement is I'd rather talk about how'd you get Patrick Johnson to come back to the mother
5: How about that? How about that? We got the we got the great Patrick John McGee retired and went to uh, full time work for the running. I don't know if you know this. Trent's now running the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. He's now the head of the chamber here. He got real honest work. So it's just me and Patrick still doing still doing the dishonest work. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> well, you're good at it, so I, uh, I appreciate it. total respect, and how you been doing?
5: I'm great, man. I'm doing great. I, You know, I'm listening to you every Sunday, and um, I'm, I'm sad that you're retiring, but I'm happy for you. I mean, everybody, you know, people, it, you're younger than me, dude, and you're retiring. What's up with that?
6: No, I'm 63. My chronological age is younger, but my uh, sports broadcaster age is much older, because I've been <laughs> beat to death by uh, Jim Hefner, and. <laughs>
5: and uh, working with other people. Well, haven't we day. all, for God's sakes? I mean, <laughs> but no, I, I love, I, this, I love though, having worked for this, him, I, dog. I didn't, I didn't have to work for Tepper, and you did. So that, <laughs> that'll that'll Dang be my it, own, well, that'll me, be my only Tepper reference today. Okay.
6: Well, I, I love David Tepper. He's been super nice to me. Uh, Nicole Tepper the same way. It, it, it's different now. It's a different breed of cat we're talking about than. Mr. Richardson, but no less engaging and and concerned about the overall product and winning and I get that everybody's frustrated, but I think brighter days are definitely ahead. But the the whole I would probably stay on if the FCC would relax its regulations against using curse words (laughs) to describe NFL games.
5: All right, I want to talk about the Panthers in a minute, but let's talk about you first. Um, you've uh, you've been a friend for a long time. You're I, I was I was giving you all sorts of accolades that you deserve this morning. Uh, one of the smartest and uh, nicest guys that I know in the industry. And um, but you just you know out of the blue it just kind of took me by surprise when you said this was going to be your last year. What are your thoughts now as you? approach your last broadcast as the voice of the Carolina Panthers on Sunday
6: well Henry I appreciate and Patrick too man I appreciate any any good words it's unnecessary but appreciate it and just so you understand really how it is the honor of these relationships is is mine and I've I've looked up to you in many ways over the years and respect um, what you do and I've just always, I've never wanted to be, and and I've adored this gig. I have loved it, whether it was, when I say gig, I mean being a sports broadcaster. It's all I ever wanted to try to be. Whether I was calling American Legion baseball, high school football, dirt track car racing, amateur boxing, junior midget, Pop Warner football, college games, NFL games, I've always gotten the same feeling before every game. And that is that this feeling must most closely approximate what it might feel like to play in one of these games or to coach in one of these games as anything that a 158 pound ectomorphic, nearsighted, buck toothed, left handed male could possibly experience. <laughs> but I've never wanted to be. <laughs> I've never wanted to be one of those guys that stayed that overstayed, and it's common in our industry, and it's fine. It works well for for some of those guys. But I've always wanted to try. My parents died young, and, and that's not my total motivation, but it's part of my motivation that I want to just save time for, for the, the last of life while I'm still healthy enough to enjoy it.
5: You know, you brought up your parents. I wasn't going to bring it up. I, I, you know, I, I was around for that, and uh, it was tragic when your parents were uh, both killed at the same time on that airplane crash. And, and i've wondered i wondered about that and how that's affected. i know you've written about that you've been open about it over the years it must you know it was it was tough for any of us who knew you at the time and were concerned about you and your family uh but it it certainly has had an, left an indelible mark on you and you you so you think that's part of why you want to retire young
6: it's not i I'm, I'm being totally honest. it's not all of it it's not even the biggest part of it, but it is a, it is a piece in the puzzle that, and I, I, I mean, everybody's got a story to tell, so I, I try not to talk about it a lot, but as I've gotten older and, and coasting in here towards uh, teeing off on 18, getting ready to bring it into the clubhouse and retire, um, I've, I've talked about it a little bit and been asked about it. And My dad was 57, my mom was 54 when they died on United Airlines Flight 232, which crashed broke apart in a cornfield in sioux city iowa trying to make an emergency landing when the dc 10 number two engine broke off the plane the pilot did a great job almost got everybody to safety but um my dad was a chemist and engineer he loved working in his shop loved to tinker my mom was an artist and she was it was like being parented by Lucille Ball and Carol Burnett and Ben Midler all added together. I mean, she could sing and do voices and dance. And, and she wanted to paint and be in her sh- in her studio, and they never got to really do that. So, part of the motivation for me, and I got beautiful wife, I got three grandkids, all boys, another boy on the way, is I want to just, I want to go to soccer games, I want to uh, build me a workshop and put a lift in it so I can wrench on some things. I want to spend time on my tractor and to see what the world looks like from, from that vantage point.
5: You've really bought a farm.
6: Uh, in the uh, in the literal sense, yes. Not in the figurative. You <laughs> he, he heard about Mick? He bought the farm. Oh yeah. my
5: God! <laughs> <laughs> so, and you're going to have, uh, now? So what kind of farming are you going to do? I, I, I'm having a hard time with this, Mick. Seeing you farm. What is it you're going to farm?
6: Now, when I say farm, yeah, don't take me too too seriously because. It's not like we're out here with tobacco and soybeans and, and all that. I mean, And, and the, the men and women that make their living in that way, I mean, what a profession. Good gracious, man. So so humble at, at, at what they, they do. We, we, uh, my my deal is going to be a little lighter duty. I got, we got uh, <laughs> some acreage with uh, a 1910 farmhouse on it that we remodel. There's a pond in the back. There's ditches to pipe. There's fields to bush hog. There's a chainsaw to do. There's a burn pile that I got to set fire to once it rains another couple of times. <laughs> so that's that's it. There's no cows or anything that Chickens? I got into.
2: Goats. I heard chicken and goats. Zoki was telling me chicken no. and goats. Mick.
6: No, no. <laughs> but I have heard that guinea fowl eat ticks. Okay. And in order to get my wife to agree to buy this property, I had to promise to kill every tick myself, even if I had to bite (laughs) its little head off with my teeth. So I have thought about getting some guinea (laughs) hens. When you say you're going to be on with the big hen, (laughs) Henry Hinton, (laughs) I think we're going to name one of these birds big bang Hank.
5: again. <laughs> yeah. Big, yeah, right. you know here's here's uh my suggestion when you get bored because you know you're going to get bored i was talking to a friend of mine this week who said yeah i retired and i'm bored and you're going to get bored because i know you you're going to get bored you're going to miss all this you can do stand up <laughs> you should start a stand up yeah you can do stand up <laughs> in nightclubs
2: <laughs> or just storytelling. Oh, That's Lord. a popular genre in stand-up. Just kind yeah. of telling stories like you.
5: I yeah, mean, sense. you might end up on Saturday Night Live or something.
6: You guys aren't right. Have you been? Have you been drinking?
5: Yes. <laughs> yeah. A little Alrighty. bourbon in my coffee. No, just, no, no, no. We don't drink this time of day.
6: I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't joke about that. But I am serious. I will not be bored. You're totally wrong. In in that, All I right. will not be bored. I will be tired. I will be sunburned. I'll have fire ant bites on my legs, uh, various scrapes and dings. But bored, I will not be.
5: Well, you won't have any excuse when I call to play golf now. So we can do that more. You can. What I'm not you sure. Think I think
6: can... the next. So, what do you want? the if you were hiring my successor, what qualities would you look for?
5: I'd look for Mick Mixon. A mix, mixing kind of guy. A guy who, uh, I mean, I'll describe you for your, for, for the audience. I, I, I mentioned that you were smart. You're obviously witty. I, I will say this about you, and I've always said this about you. You have the best command of the English language of anyone that I've ever been around. When you open your mouth and say something, I never know what's coming out. But sometimes I just kind of sit back and go, oh, my God. Did you hear what he just? I, I never
6: know <laughs> what's coming out either. That's. I mean, you ha, me,
5: you yeah. have an unbelievable uh, ability to put sentences together. So I don't, you know, the next guy's not going to have that because you're the only person I know that can do it like you do it. But uh, you know, a passion and a, a love for the Panthers, uh, you know, and uh, and hopefully uh, somebody who can tell them how to fix their quarterback problems.
6: Maybe the next person will be so will be young, and will use the word like improperly and defecate all over the English language with that <laughs> that pothole that their wheels chalk into. Maybe they will use the word literally incorrectly. Oh my! Maybe they will up talk, and their declarative sentences will go like up at the end. <laughs>
1: Well, you Maybe say- they'll say <laughs> <laughs>
5: You saved your best parents save- on <laughs> my show for last, I can tell you that.
6: Maybe they'll say like I was literally like driving like by the seat of my pants and stuff <laughs> to get to the game today. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's the next generation that would at of- least
6: appeal to the younger generation. Yeah, that's the next
5: that's the next generation of play by play guy. Actually, uh, I would suggest they hire Patrick if he was if I didn't need him so badly here on my program. Because have you have you heard Patrick doing play by play for the ESPN Plus stuff yet?
6: No, but I need to to ring in so I can maybe steal some, uh, some the, stuff from the him.
5: The guy the guy is uh, he's doing his best work I've ever heard him do. He's always been good, but he's. He and Cy Seymour are doing unbelievable. Uh, they're doing all the ECU home games on ESPN Plus, and he's doing a great job. Well, look, we got a. Uh, I've got um, I've got a great guest waiting in the lobby here. Uh, my buddy Christy Overton, the uh, most celebrated woman in uh, water sports competition history, is here, and she's going to be talking about her cool. new uh, her new venture. She's got a prison ministry that she's working on. Somebody that you would probably enjoy meeting at some point. But I do uh I do want to say uh how much I love you and uh, what a great career you've had uh both on the uh, Tar Heel Sports Network and now with the Panthers Radio Network. And uh I'm going to miss hearing your voice on Sundays, uh, but I hope you and I can stay in touch and uh just congratulations on a great career. You've uh, you've done it and you've done it well, my friend.
6: Oh, it means a lot coming from you, Henry. I appreciate it. We'll definitely stay in touch. Give Christy a big hug. Tell her Mick says to say what's up,
2: and you guys come <laughs> see me on the farm.
5: And we, we successfully did a whole 12-minute interview and didn't say anything about this Sunday's game because what's there to say?
2: Uh, the heck with it. Let's, let's, let's give Mick his flowers. Get, get Christy to tell you about David
6: and Goliath. I think that's somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to try to conk Tom Brady upside the head with a stone. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, boy, I can see the News Observer headline now. <laughs> Panthers play-by-play, man, advocating violence against Tom Brady. <laughs> Mick, thank you for being on, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, and uh, again, congratulations. We'll be listening on Sunday.
6: Uh, sounds good, man. Keep in touch.
2: All right, the great Mick Mixon there earlier today on Talk of the Town. He will be uh, heard Sunday for the last time on uh, Panthers Radio. airtime, 4.25 kickoff, Panthers in Tampa Bay. Big news today, Tyler Sneed foregoing the rest of his eligibility at ECU, and he will uh, head for the NFL draft, he says. More on that next week. Pirate basketball tomorrow, 2 o'clock here on 94.3, the game of 107.9 WNCT, first road game for the Pirates, who look to go to 2-0 in the conference as they take on Temple. And we've got the two five two nine one nine Winter Classic tomorrow, bigsportstv.com. The ref will be on the coverage six games tomorrow, beginning at 1130 a.m. We'll be back Monday, Fresh Patrick Johnson Show. Shout out Baker and Sarvey. See you Monday.